people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 44 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Cellio, here with... Adam Casucci. And today we are going to be continuing on, a little continuation of last episode, actually. We're going to be recapping what happened in the draft, analyzing our predictions and who the Raptors actually chose. So to start off with the, the way the draft went out, we had the top five picks. First was Anthony Edwards. Me and Adam both predicted that, so that's one point for both of us. We yep. thought that he was you know, a great pick for the Timberwolves. A uh, very reliable player, someone that fits the system. They obviously didn't need the big man in James Wiseman. So Anthony Edwards looked like a solid pick. The only thing that was uncertain was where would LaMelo fall. But Edwards did go first. And second, there was James Wiseman to Golden State. Uh, both thought that was a solid pick there. I, I picked uh, Wiseman for second. I thought that was the best option. And even Adam believed so. And then the third pick, the Hornets, this is when I switched up and I went uh, Okongu. And it actually ended up being LaMelo Ball, which Adam had his pick yeah. being LaMelo. So Adam was good three for three. I sadly fell short at that mark. And uh, interesting pick for them. Obviously, with Graham there, they could have Graham possibly running the two guard and LaMelo the one or vice versa. Uh, very interesting. I wonder what MJ's thinking now that he's got LaMelo on his hands and LaVar Ball to deal with. LaVar always <laughs> commenting that he wants to yeah. take him one-on-one. It could happen. Who knows? And then the, after the, after the all the media leaves and the back room of the gym, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Sure. Yeah, MJ might put on the shorts, tell Lavar to do the same, and a little one on one action. That'd be funny. But um, probably a good franchise for Lamelo to get solid playing minutes and to grow as a player. I think that's kind of what Lavar was aiming at here was a place where he can get a lot of time to shine and play. So I think it'd be a good pick for him, Adam. What are your opinions on these top three for now? Okay, yeah. So with Anthony Edwards going to the Timberwolves, I feel that's a great franchise for him. Um, Anthony Edwards being the explosive player he is, um, an NFL uh, linebacker uh, that he could have been. And uh, just the thing with him is uh, he said that he doesn't uh, know if he loves basketball like 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, also being uh, wanting to be drafted to the NFL. So I don't know if his full passion is in basketball. And as we know with the great players, uh, they like to study film and they love the game in itself. So I want to see how he kind of pans out there. Um, he'll probably be off the ball with D'Angelo handling it and uh, also with, with Cat in the mix there. But I think, yeah, the Timberwolves are a great franchise for him to grow at. Um, James Wiseman with the Warriors. Um, I think that it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of alley-oops there uh, with James Wiseman's size um, and Curry obviously having his handling abilities and uh, vision. And we'll be finding him a lot uh, in positions that he can score. Um, obviously, Thompson getting injured uh, of late. So he won't be uh, participating in the following season. Yep. And uh, I think James Wiseman will also learn a bit from uh, an experienced veteran, uh, Draymond Green, on the inside as a big man. Mm-hmm. And obviously, moving on to La- LaMelo Ball. Um, I saw LaVar's face when he got drafted. <laughs> uh, he didn't look too happy. Uh, I think he wanted to go second LaMelo to the Warriors. Because um, he did post on Instagram uh, holding up the number two. So I think he did uh, He did want to get drafted to the Warriors. But uh, he did go to the Hornets. Um, it's going to be interesting what they do with Graham, Rogier, and LaMelo Ball. All three having uh, three guards. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, pretty interesting what they do there. But I think Jordan likes LaMelo and uh, sees his potential. 
And I think the Hornets will be a great place for LaMelo to, f- first of all, grow and, uh, and get the minutes and uh, even stats he needs. I think that the Timberwolves are going to be interesting now that they got Anthony Edwards, they got D'Angelo Russell, they got Carl Anthony Towns. They traded uh, during this draft to obtain Ricky Rubio uh, back. He used to be there, now he's back. And they also got um, Leandro Balmaro. Uh, yeah. Along Argentinian, yeah, yeah. along yeah. with uh, Jaden McDaniel's. So this is going to be uh, very interesting, and I guess we're going to see what happens. They're, they got a good franchise, I think, up and coming. A lot of talented players. Let's see if that franchise can um, turn turn itself around. Um, moving on to the last two guys that I'm going to talk about here. Number four, the Bulls drafted Patrick Williams. This is someone that I know fell a little under my radar. Uh, he was supposed to yes. go a little bit lower, I believe, around like the seventh, eighth pick around there, maybe even the sixth. Um, talented big man that I, I didn't see where how high he was going to go, but definitely uh, someone interchangeable with someone like Okongu, who ended up going a little bit later than we predicted. He ended up falling sixth to the Atlanta Hawks. And even Obi Toppin, who we thought was probably for sure going to be in the top five. A lot of people hyping him up. At one point, he was believed he could be, even be top three. He ended up going eighth to the Knicks. So that was a little bit off for us because the fifth pick, we actually had Cavaliers drafting Isaac Okoro. This one especially, I think even lower, a lot of people, obviously the draft boards are completely uh, different from one another, but some had him as low as the 13th, 14th pick, and he managed to make his way to a top five. So impressive from him. Hopefully the Cavaliers knew what they were doing in drafting him, and I guess we'll see what happens. Yep, moving on to the 6th to 15 mark, which I'll take care of. Um, the Hawks drafted at the sixth pick on Yeka Nkongu. Like Gabe said, um, he compares himself, uh, he really wants to be like Bam Adebayo in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Kind of that undersized big with a lot of strength, um, very strong and uh, knows how to utilize his game in the post for sure. Um, good passing ability. And uh, yeah, I think he'll, uh, he'll be good in the NBA. The NBA is moving toward that kind of big man. Uh, so I think he'll be good. Uh, Killian Hayes. Uh, another guy that the Pistons uh, drafted at seven. Um, I think he'll fit well in that team. Um, obviously, with uh, Luke Kennard leaving, um, there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of space to grow there. And obviously, be- being paired up with uh, probably Blake Griffin, there he'll be uh, pretty good. Even Derrick Rose will be will be uh, another asset that he can have. Um, the Knicks. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they did here, but they went with Obi Toppin. Um, very athletic guy, very hyped up player um, from Dayton. Great player. Um, he, he either can be, in my opinion, um, a really bad bust, or he can be a real star in this draft because uh, his athleticism is, is off the charts. Um, he's very strong and, and built for, for the forward position. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I think he can shoot. Uh, he can finish stronger around the basket, uh, and he's very—he's uh, great at defense, obviously, uh, with that with that skill set. And uh, yeah, I think the Knicks did do an okay job here, but uh, obviously, when you put too much rookies together, like the Knicks have been doing here, it's gonna their, their organization is gonna str- struggle mightily. Um, I don't know he, if you'll uh, pair well with all the youngsters, RJ Knox, um, all these guys that that are still in their developing uh, process. I don't know if, if this was the right team for him to go to, but uh, I guess we'll be seeing a lot more minutes with the Knicks. Uh, moving on to the Wizards at number nine, picking uh, Danny Abdija, um, the Israeli uh, the Israeli prince, they called him. <laughs> yeah, he's and, actually uh, sick. Yeah, I really, I really think that he's going to turn out well. Um, 
he kind of had a similar story to Luka Doncic actually um, playing uh, professional basketball when he was just 16 years old. And uh, I think that uh, that grows you as a person and, uh, and being able to play at competitive games and gain that experience at such a young age is, is, is vital. With grown men and, too. Uh, I th- yeah, I think the Wizards are going to have a great pairing with him and uh, Rui Hachimura. Um, and obviously Wall and Beal in the backcourt. Yep. So I think they have a good kind of team and a good uh, kind of core they're built uh, with the Wizards. I like what they're doing and I want to see them coming up this season. Uh, number 10, uh, the Suns drafted Jalen Smith. Um, I'm a- assuming as a backup center um, for DeAndre Aiden. And uh, he's just, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty big boy, um, 250 pounds, uh, 6'10", um, strong, and uh, likes to finish on the inside, good shot blocker. He was like a, a really big uh, rim protector in the draft, along with U- Udoka. <laughs> Gabe, I won't throw up this time. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I think uh, the Suns got a good pick there. Uh, moving on to the Spurs with 11, Devin uh, Vassell. Um, you know the Spurs with their uh, their development. Um, I think it's always a great franchise to go to. Yeah. Um, the Spurs always pick uh, usually according to IQ. Yeah. And they like to go with the international players. But but this year I, uh, they went, they went obviously, with Devin uh, Vassell. Homegrown. Um, hopefully he'll be a, a good guard for them. Um, pairing with uh, DeJounte Murray and uh, Byron Forbes in the, in the, front, in the backcourt. So uh, I hope he does well at uh, San Antonio. Moving on to the number 12, uh, the Kings drafted Tyrese Halliburton, who really fell yeah. in this draft. Yeah. He was projected, um, me and Gabe were, were saying around maybe seven or yeah. eight, around yeah. there, six to eight, and he really fell. Um, I think that this was one of the steals of the draft. Um, yeah, I think, I think the Kings got a really good player with him. And uh, let's see what he does. Uh, the Pelicans drafted Kira Lewis Jr., another athletic guard. Um, I think he'll fit well. Uh, another another guy that will fit well in uh, in the team with the Pelicans. A lot of minutes uh, uh, to be given out there. A lot of guards too, uh, though. Exactly with Bledsoe, Zoe. Just got traded. And, yeah, uh, he'll be he'll be fighting for minutes for sure. Uh, to wrap it up here, the Boston Celtics at number fourteen drafted Aaron uh, Naismith. Um, haven't heard too much about him. I think he went earlier than projected. But uh, let's see what he can do. And then uh, the hyped-up uh, guard from the Orlando Magic, they drafted at 15, Cole Anthony uh, from yep. North Carolina. Um, played well at the Tar Heels. Um, a lot of uh, highlight reel stuff um, on YouTube uh, with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a very inspirational guy, as, uh, as he showed uh, during the, the post-draft interview. Uh, with his family, uh, saying that no one really believed believed in him because of his height, and he had uh, a dream, and he uh, and he conquered it today. So good for him, and uh, that wraps up six to fifteen. Yeah. So two things I want to comment on: one, Obi Toppin, I think he is already a very solid player. I think he's going to be good coming into this league. The thing I'm scared about when you talk about uh, bust or not, the thing that scares me is that the Knicks drafted him, <laughs> because we know the tendency of that franchise to tarnish people's careers and the, their success has been very limited so far so you know that that could be very scary that Obi's over there but obviously I think he's a good pick the only thing that's questionable is that they do have a lot of big men now so I don't know uh, where he's going to fit uh, pretty much like they're probably going to have to get rid of some pieces that they have there but yeah. then again it's the New York curse so that's what I'm scared about is that he'll get somehow uh, tarnished by playing there and as Enzo famously said two podcasts ago there's not much to get there besides some hot dogs on the street so it's it's also due to their their minutes distribution. I think that 
the young players um, who play well, um, and, and when they don't play well, they still get big minutes. And I don't like that. When a young player doesn't play well, yeah. I think they should take kind of a back foot, kind of understand what they're doing wrong. Um, the coach should explain it to them first Tough of all. Um, get, yeah, give them a better, uh, a, a better drop of what they want on the floor and, uh, and let the, the younger player kind of move into that role. And uh, I hope Obi uh, fits in well with them. I just he's a great talent. I don't want him to be ruined by by uh, the Knicks <laughs> yeah. franchise. Before we move on to the Raps, I want to bring up one more thing. We you talked about the Knicks having a lot of those younger guys on one team and a whole cluster of them, and how you don't think it does the best. Um, interestingly enough, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder who have participated in several big moves so far uh, at the beginning of these trade talks. And have acquired at one point around 18 first round picks in the next six or seven years. Uh, the GM, they're going absolutely crazy, trading everyone left, right, and center. Uh, we know Chris Paul went to the Suns. We might talk about this in another episode, who knows? But Chris Paul was traded away and they acquired a lot of picks. Now they moved Rubio back and exchanged some picks there. But uh, he does have a lot of picks on his hands. And I guess that's going to be interesting of what he'll be doing with all those picks in the future. Yeah, I think he wants to for sure build a, a solid young core in OKC. And, uh, and Gabe, you, you really like uh, what he's doing with all these picks and uh, re- really building from the ground up and kind yeah. of seeing that uh, there's a lot of good teams in the NBA right now. So maybe it's a great time to, mm. to rebuild and start your young core. And I think that's what the OKC is trying to do here. Yeah, I think, there's, I think there comes a point where you have to uh, step back and realize what is our franchise going to achieve. Obviously, there are certain franchises that like to stay in it no matter what. Uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls are pretty much at that stage where uh, – not Chicago Bulls, Miami Heat, sorry, at that stage. Or even when they were – had a little bit of a breakdown, you know, once LeBron left, once Bosch and Wade were gone, um, that they took a couple years off. But then they came right back and they appeared in NBA Finals a couple years later. Um, the Raptors – we did have our ups and downs, but we don't really, I think we try to stick with it as much as we can, especially to build up to something we could have stopped, you know, during all those years, um, we're beginning of Kyle Lowry and DeMar's era. We really built up from there instead of just trying to trade away and, and start a, start a new. So I think that it's, it is good once in a while. It's good to step back and realize when you can do it. And the Oklahoma city thunder, they're realizing that this year, um, a lot of big moves are happening. Superstars are flying left, right and center. And maybe now is the time to look for the next, you know, Luka Doncic or someone like that, Trey Young, and start building a franchise around that. And uh, it, I hope it goes well for them because right now it looks impressive what they're doing. So moving on now to the Raptors picks with the 29th overall pick, the Raptors selected Malachi Flynn. He is from San Diego State and a very interesting player. We did talk about him uh, last episode before we got to the, uh, the draft. We predicted that he could be one of the players we do sign. And we talked a little bit about him, San Diego State, 17.6 points per game in his uh, last season there. Um, 1.8 steals was the big factor that we eyeballed, and we thought that's, that's probably quite impressive, and it's going to be interesting seeing how he does. 5.1 assists, 4.5 rebounds, 86% from the free throw, solid free throw shooter, 44% from the field, and 37% from three. Uh, he is honestly a very solid player, much more solid than we thought. We did go back and check out some of his highlights, some of his gameplay, and we did start noticing some things. So I'm going to give you some of the scouting reports that we read about on the Bleacher Report. They mentioned Malachi Flynn seemed ready to fly up boards during the NCAA tournament, but the pandemic eliminated that opportunity. He now has skill of the draft potential, which maybe he will be for us. Flynn isn't an exciting athlete, but we've seen too many point guards excel without flashy tools or bounce and have 
and he has the advanced ball skills, deep shooting range, IQ, and pesky defense to overcome his physical limitations because he is 6'1", a little undersized. But we know with our guards, that doesn't stop anything. Uh, honestly, that's just a number for us. And being undersized there, I think he's 185 pounds. Um, he's not letting his size limit him. He learns how to attack, attack the basket, use his body to shield the ball, get in with crafty layups. From what we've seen, he's effective at the yeah. mid-range, the pick-and-roll, pull-ups, step-back threes he likes to go to a little bit. And around the lane, he's very crafty, so I like seeing that. Um, one of the reports from the scouting report was that uh, the conversation around Flip Flynn seems to be changing with more scouts, thinking he could, he could be picked in the first round. I have him in the top 20, and I'm not afraid about his limited size and athleticism. His pick-and-roll play could be the best in the class, while his three-point shooting and pesky defense help paint him as a complete point guard. Another report I have here is that he takes good shots and is great at using the pick-and-roll to create space for his own shot. That's what we notice especially. His ball handling is fantastic. He makes good decisions with the ball. He has very quick hands. 1.8 steals a game is a fantastic number, very similar to Kyle and Fred Van Vliet on our team. Really pesky defender, and we love seeing that especially for our franchise. Um, Malachi Flynn, he defends with intensity that does make up for his lack of size. And if selected, he could come to Toronto as a highly decorated prospect. And the Raps did work him out. We knew who he was. We had an idea of what we were getting before we drafted him, and clearly we pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Malachi, he also had uh, some other cool things. He had a game winner in his career. Yep. Um, with with one, it was it was basically a buzzer beater with with zero point something five, on the clock. Zero five. Yeah, with three defenders in front of yeah. him. Uh, in front of Kobe Bryant, pretty insane. Yeah, and uh, he also hit a hit a shot from the logo in one of his games, uh, which is pretty impressive. But uh, to sh- to show off his uh, his deep range from three, and I just wanted to mention his pro comparison. They had him. Uh, Matching up with Fred Van Vliet here. Wow. Um, Flynn's comparison stems from being a tough two-way guard uh, that shined for a very successful mid-major school. They can also both uh, both shoot from the outside, helping helping add to their versatile skill sets. Flynn notably mentioned Van Vliet to Jonathan Givoni from SPN when, discuss- when discussing players he studies. He pointed out that his relative lack of athleticism meant he needed to learn to find other ways to score, be, spe- be pesky defensively, and do the little things. Nothing, that's the reason he studies. A lot of film on guys like Chris Paul and Fred Van Vliet to see how they are able to carve out a niche in the NBA. So, yeah, I really see him kind of being similar to Fred Van Vliet, um, knowing how to use his body on the inside to, uh, to get to the rim, uh, having a good shooting form, which I think is really important. Um, I like his shooting form, very clean, a nice release, good shooting mechanics. And uh, he has great IQ. I, I, when watching the highlight videos, um, seeing his decision making, it's uh, it's top notch, and I think uh, it'll be it'll fit great in Nurse's offense. Yep. And then yeah, and uh, he did win a couple career uh, awards in his career, um, uh, making the consensus the consensus second team All American in 2020, uh, the Mountain West Player of the Year in 2020, and the first team All Mountain West in 2020. Um, also being the Defensive Player of the Year in 2020. Yeah. So for his his uh, his division there. Uh, he did he did very well and won most of the awards and uh, leading his team San Diego State to a thirty and two record so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, top class player here, winning the West Player of the Year and the Defensive Player of the Year. The guy did both both ends. Very very impressive. I like the way he played. That buzzer beater was absolutely insane. Uh, I think that just watching his game, he looks very very smart. 
keeps his game simple but effective. That pick and roll is like his bread and butter. He always finds that space. The mid-range pull-up, he seems to have it down packed. The step back three, um, he seems to shoot well. Like you said, that that form was very clean. He can be a solid shooter. And it's interesting that he compared himself to Fred Van Vliet. I think that's fantastic for Freddie, even getting someone to be compared to him. I never saw that before. Bleacher Report actually comparing him to, to Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet doesn't get compared too often because he's relatively new on the come-up. Uh, was undrafted and made such a name for himself that he gets this recognition. I think that's honestly the coolest thing ever that he can get that. And it's so interesting that we have a player that we're getting very similar to Fred. They mentioned that he could come in as that, uh, the role Fred used to play as the bench mob. He could take that exact spot and be that for us. Or sadly, we have to mention it. If Fred does walk, maybe he's the next guy to fill in that void and kind of grow to become what Fred is now. Who knows? Okay. No, that's, that's a great uh, comparison, I think, uh, from them, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, moving on to the Raptors' second-round pick, uh, 59th overall. They drafted Jalen Harris out of Nevada. So the Toronto Raptors obviously used their, their pick to get Jalen Harris. And uh, he's a six foot five, 195-pound uh, player from Duncanville, Texas. He averaged 21.7 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 3.9 assists on 44.6% uh, shooting from the field and 36.2% from three last season with Nevada. Um, Harris broke his back in high school and was just a three-star recruit in the 2016 class, uh, joining Louisiana Tech on a scholarship. Uh, so he, had, he has uh, been through some adversity and he has pushed past it, uh, which I'm sure Masai and Bobby uh, took a look at yeah. and uh, really liked. Um, after two, two seasons, uh, the 22-year-old transferred to Nevada, where he caught the attention of scouts. Uh, he worked extremely hard to grow his name and become better as a player. Um, he told the NSN Daily uh, that his experience in grinding his way up the ladder should give him an advantage over competition in the NBA. So it, obviously, he's a pretty hard worker, kind of matches the status uh, that Bobby and Masai were kind of looking at. Very hardworking guards. And I think we got two of them with Harris and Flynn. Um, he also said another quote here. He said, when I go to this next level, a lot of people ha haven't had to go through that adversity and go through these trials and these different things that I've overcome. Some people will get hit with, with NBA level, be able to get over it. That's something for me that I'll be able to push through because I've been through things like that. So maybe after a bad game uh, that, that we can compare this to um, in the NBA that he, that he may have, um, he could kind of bounce back. And, and that's great to see from a young guy like him. Um, his bleacher report, uh, scouting report, uh, Jalen uh, Harris broke out last year to become one of the nation's and draft's top uh, shot creators and scorers. He's a type of player you can feed the ball feed the ball to and ask to generate offense out of nothing. He will have a chance to carve out a career through his ability to get his own shot from all over the floor, off ball screens, and isolation as well. H uh, Harris led Nevada to a 12-6 in the conference record and 19-12 and overall to a second-place tie in, in the Midwest uh, standings behind Flynn's 17-1 uh, uh, San Diego State. And then they finished 30-2 uh, overall. And yeah, I think uh, this is a great pick uh, for the Raptors again. Um, really doubling up on the guards, so really going guard heavy. And uh, I guess maybe, I don't know if they're worried about Fred Van Vliet's exit. Um, I do think he's staying uh, as of right now. But uh, yeah, I think this is another great pick uh, for them. A very explosive player to the rack. Um, Gabe, any opinions on Joan Harris? 
Yeah, I th- from what I saw so far, we did check him out a little bit too. He does seem to be far more aggressive than Malachi, especially when carving his way to the basket. He is bigger, taller, so he's uh, much less afraid to just drive at people, go strong to the rack, draw fouls. Uh, great dunker, very explosive, and he's definitely not afraid. But that obviously could come with some downside in the NBA, being with grown men, a lot stronger, bigger guys. He might not get the calls. He might force up bad shots. I did see a couple. I noticed a couple that he, he looked like he took some bad shots and they ended up falling for him. He Maybe it's the confidence, but I guess it's something just to watch out for. But he did seem like a solid st- scorer. He created his own shot very well, especially attacking the basket. But he could shoot the ball fairly confidently as well. Shot 36.4% from three and led the conference in scoring. Uh, I think quite an impressive player as well. Kind of similar, in my opinion, to kind of like the likes of Norman Powell, especially when he gets near the basket, the shooting, obviously Norman kind of grew into that season after season. And maybe we could see the same thing from him, but especially near the basket, I kind of see roughly the same explosiveness and foot speed. Um, Definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. I was predicting, honestly, that we were going to take at least one big man. Uh, In the last draft, we ended up taking uh, Duan Hernandez like late. So maybe it could have happened again, but then, but then I thought maybe we would take a big man in the first round instead, because now we should maybe get a, better valued player in the first round. Um, But we didn't end up doing that. We went both guards, which is very interesting, especially because Serge, we haven't resigned him yet. Mark, same as well. We could be low on a big man, RHJ and and Boucher, both also entering free agency, possibly. I think Boucher's entering restricted free agency. Um, It's interesting that we didn't look at a big man at all here. Two guards, um, unless they're prepping for something that we don't know about, Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. not. I'm not even going to talk about it, not to jinx it. I'm just going to hopefully not. Um, but interesting, we do have more guards to deal with. These guys are probably going to make their way. Uh, I think Harris for sure will make his way to the G League. Maybe we'll see a bit of Malika during the season. But uh, I do want to see these guys play and check them out because I am interested, especially Malachi, to see what he has to offer. Yeah, for sure. He looks like he could be a good player uh, in the NBA. Uh, for sure, when you have high IQ, uh, there's always a great chance you'll be good. And uh, with him, I, I, I see his IQ, his shot form's good, um, his ability to score uh, from all three levels of the three, the mid-range, and uh, on the inside. So it's going to be uh, great to see these guys in the NBA. For sure. Kind of a little bit disappointed because I was looking for that big man. I wanted Zeke Nagy really bad. Yep, yep. Uh, I know Adam did as well. We were excited yeah. for him. Very young, good prospect. I like them young. You know, we got time to develop in the league. Uh and he would have been, a, honestly, a fantastic player, I think. He kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, an athletic Chris Bosh in his, in his younger days. And someone like that would have been interesting to have. He did end up going 22nd to the Nuggets. So, sadly, a little bit too early, but he would have been interesting. Um, me, Adam, and our other friend, uh, we did we were on a call for most of the night just watching the yeah. draft go by. And we were very nervous and excited to see what happened. And, like, when, that, when we heard Zeke got picked, we were very disappointed. But... Still interested to see who we would get. Some of the names that we talked about did come out nearby us. Udoka went two before us to the Jazz. Yeah. The Celtics took Desmond Bain, we mentioned uh, last episode. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of people that we talked about. Tyrell Terry, 31st. Even so it was, it was honestly a close, yeah, close race. And Nico, especially. Um, sorry, Enzo, our special guest. Kind of like our correspondent for the podcast. He really wanted Nico to be on the team. And Nico did sleep, uh, slip a little bit. And we were kind of getting hopeful maybe, maybe we could pick him up at the 59th, but he did end up going 48th to the Warriors. Could be a steal for them. Who knows? I feel like the Warriors would like a player like that, a very popular name player, 
kind of hyped up from, from high school and his crafty ability, he'll probably get some good minutes off the bench for the Warriors. Um, and they do develop well. So let's see what they do with him, especially his jump shot, which wasn't the best three-point-wise. Golden State could probably do some good development for him. So I guess we'll see what happens with him. But, yeah, that is pretty much it. We hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed over the past couple of days. We're trying to push the channel a little bit, get the subscribers' numbers up. Thank you for everyone who has viewed the past couple of episodes. Please like and subscribe. We appreciate it. It helps us a lot. Leave comments either discussing or telling us what we can do better. It's great to help us know where to improve from here. Uh, Follow us uh, on Instagram at Rapsville. For NBA news, Raptors content, we post every day a bunch of up-to-date stuff. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube for this podcast. Um, check us out on any platform you want. Uh, yeah, that is pretty much it. Thank you all for listening. That's us signing out. Peace. Peace.